All right, all right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome. Woo! It is the 3rd of August, Monday. Does everybody else get as excited about Mondays as I do? Uh, Good, morning, not. Good morning, folks. Hold on one Absolutely. So as you hear, I muted everybody, and that's because some people, you know, it's, it gets loud. As soon as you have more than, like, 10, we have, like, probably 20-something people on the phone call now, and I'm sure it'll add on. As soon as you add a whole bunch of people, it just gets noisy, so it works better for the recording if I mute everybody. So, Chris, if you could hit uh, star six on your phone now, and then we can hear you, and then I'll do the quick intro, then we'll get started. Just let me know when you've hit star six. Okay. There you are. There I yes. am. Good morning. We can, good morning. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we have a special treat today from the Anaheim Hills office. She's also number two in, I mean, and and we cover a lot of ground and we have a lot of agents. This is your number two for our Orange County offices, all the way over to Temecula, across to the Inland Empire of, um, you know, Rancho and so forth. So uh, that's a very impressive uh, thing you did, Chris. So welcome to the show today. I really appreciate you taking the time out today to uh, talk with us. Thank you. My pleasure. Or I should say podcast. It's no video, so technically it's not a show, but you get with the point, right? It's good there's no <laughs> video. Yes. <laughs> right. Yes, yeah, so it's less stressful when it's just the, the, the audio, right? Absolutely, yeah. So, Chris, and since I've been with the company, or and, and it's been since um, actually Mark acquired, you know, the bought the uh, started the office in the Orange County. You're in the Anaheim Hills office. Uh, the two of them there. Uh, in um, what's the other one? What's the name of that town again? Oh my God, mind fade. You know what I'm talking about. Your Belinda. Two right? Thank you. You're Belinda. Wow. Um, you know, um, you've been number one or number two every single year. So if you could just. Take a minute, you know, because I know you, Jenny's on the phone. I know your manager definitely knows you. But just give us a little intro, how long you've been doing this and all that good stuff, please. Sure, sure. Um, Unfortunately, or fortunately, however you look at it, I've been doing this 40 years now. Wow. So, yeah, it's been a very, very long time. And it's been an interesting ride, to say the least. So um, my background is extremely diverse, and it's ultimately over the years it's gotten me to this point in time. But starting way back 40 years ago, real estate was very different, very, very Mm. different. Um, Want me to tell you some of the things I've done? Yes, please. Yes, I'd love to hear that. Okay, so when I started in this business, um, I actually started out as a licensed assistant, and I worked on what was called a consortium of builders who were building affordable home housing, and I worked with a spunky little agent um, in this new home sales tract, and we processed, are you ready for this, 4,000 people in two days. Wow. So, yeah, it was a lottery system, and this was the builders all getting together to build a 252-unit condo complex that qualified them for all of their affordable housing um, requirements. So it was quite the the interesting uh, two days in my life. Fortunately, (laughs) things got a little bit calmer, 
as I moved on to do some um, other things in new home sales, because that's where I started. Um, one of mm-hmm. the first jobs I had was actually doing what we called equity shares. And this is back mm-hmm. when people didn't have a lot of money. And we had a lot of investors and a lot of first-time buyers with no cash. So what we I, re- did I remember is, those. I remember yeah, those. Yeah, remember? And they mm-hmm. worked really, really well. There was a contract uh, between the buyer and the investor. There was a three-year buyout period. And okay. we sold out a whole tract out in uh, the Chino Hills area. And it, it wow. worked out beautifully. So we got, I think that one was small. It was only about 52 units. But we sold them all out, heard them with the investors. Everybody was happy. It was quite the experience learning how uh-huh. you could tear up investors and first-time home buyers and make it all work. So it was a win-win for everybody. Um, wow. Then because I was in sales, I then moved into um, – than a regular new home sales track, but I was closing out tracks. And the reason was um, the interest rate. It was 18.5% to buy a house. So guys, don't complain about the interest rate, okay? This is crazy right now. This is like free money. And... um, Believe it or not, when it was 18.5%, we were still selling houses. You know, Chris, and I, I'm so glad you brought that up because, you know, um, I've been doing this since 85, so I've, I'm at my 35th year doing this. Yeah. And I remember the equity shares. Did you guys also do land contracts or a contract for deed? Did you ever do any yeah. of that? We did. Yeah, so yeah. we don't do it. That was pretty crazy, too. So that actually talks – that actually goes to today – agents need to really understand all these different ways of structuring a deal. And I'll talk about that a little bit later, but you got to learn, 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 because always be learning. um, Yeah. Because if there isn't one way to do a deal, there's probably two or three others to do Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. and to do it well. Um, I, so listen, how we sold homes then at 18 and a half percent I went right. to the comptroller of the company and said, hey, listen, do me a grid and tell me what the true cost of home ownership is for these clients buying these properties. So 18.5% and the mm-hmm. properties were around the $400,000 range. But our tax base was up around 50%. So when he did me the grid, I was able to show people what it was truly costing them to purchase the homes and make the payments after they got their tax um, deductions. And we sold them all right. Out. So That's there's great. always a way. There's, always I, a way. I agree. Yeah, I remember. Do you remember the, uh, like when I started, it was, uh, if you could get a one-year arm, which you never hear brought up today, adjustable rate mortgage, for those who don't know what that is, at 9.99, when I first started, you were like, oh, my God, I have just won the lottery. scored Because... When I started, they were around 12, 14, you know, 12 to 14%. But if you could get a uh, 9.99 one-year arm, you were like in heaven. (laughs) But that got you in. It got you qualified. It got you into the property, and it gave you your foot in the door and a start. And that's all some people need is a start. 
Exactly. And Chris, when, when we started, I mean, remember there was no MLS computers, there was MLS books and there was no, no lock boxes. And <laughs> no, we carried around those big books. Yeah. And if you, yeah, and you had to go to the you, office to get the keys, right? Yes, absolutely. Very, very, very time consuming. If you had multiple offers, it meant you were in the car and sometimes right. you had your clients in the car and frequently it was midnight because you would have to drive to the sellers and then drive or drive back to your buyers, get your signature, drive back to the sellers. When fax machines came in, we thought we'd died and gone to heaven. Can you exactly. imagine? Yeah. Don't even use and, them anymore. I know. You know, remember, remember when they first came out, you had to take it right from the fax machine to the copy machine because eventually oh. the ink would disappear. <laughs> yeah, they were mimeographs. Yeah, I uh, know. <laughs> and the paper would roll up. And yeah. they complain today. They walk up to a house, hit an app on their phone, and the lockbox opens. It's like James T. Kirk stuff today. You know what mm, I mean? No idea. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine going to three or four offices, collecting keys, then showing the properties, then going back and delivering the keys to three or four offices. Yeah. It and was, if you were sneaky and you thought your buyers were going to make an offer, you'd, oh, I'm, oh, I forgot to bring the key back. I'm so sorry. Right? Yeah. Remember that, too? People would do that all the oh, time. No. It used to drive me nuts. That was a crazy <laughs> time. So anyway, yeah, we moved on to um, – I then became a broker of record for a builder and came into mm -hmm. residential resale in 1986. And then from 1990 to 1996, I managed offices. So I did everything. And this is where I think it's exciting for people because mm -hmm. if you're in this profession, I think you need to be in it. So I was on the community relations, the MLS board. I was on the board of directors. If you want to be in this, in this profession, then be in it. You know, right. contribute to it, help control it, help direct it, help make it better on a daily basis. Um, so that true. was an interesting time. And then I did what you're doing, which is training, which is crazy hard. Crazy mm. hard. What you, what you do is, <laughs> Thank you for acknowledging that. <laughs> oh, my gosh, it's amazing. Amazing. When agents came into my office, I, um, I had written 30 courses. And that was just kind of the primer. So I can't imagine what you're doing on a daily basis and how sophisticated you've gotten with your training. Well, okay, so since you brought that up, Chris, I'm going to do my shameless plug right now. And I happen to have success series going on this week from 1 to 3.30 every day on Google Hangouts. Just look for your emails. So there we go. That's my shameless plug, Chris. Keep going, please. <laughs> no, listen, guys. Um, learn. Just listen to Rick all the time and learn as much as well, you possibly you. can. Even when you think it's irrelevant or you don't need that piece of information, ultimately it will be a piece in the puzzle that will help you put a deal together or feel more confident about how you're speaking to a situation. And you can never, ever, ever learn enough. So um, just avail yourself of all the resources. Listen, lots of companies don't have what we have. so. And that is a sales pitch because I've been around. A lot of companies have nothing. So this is just yep. amazing what you guys offer. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. And then awesome, here I awesome. am back in, the, back in the resale business since 1986. That's amazing. Pedaling as That's fast amazing. as I can. That's amazing. 
No, it's absolutely uh, incredible what you do. So just give me an idea. Um, last year, what was your uh, closed volume for uh, in real, residential real estate? Oh, my God, I don't even know. Jenny would probably have to Jenny, Jenny, hit star six on your phone. It's the only thing I didn't write down. I have everything else written down. What, what was just so they have an idea of uh, the uh, closed volume, Jenny? Just hit star six if you're still there. Hello. Oh, yeah. right. There she is. There she. Is. Hi. I am still what here. Are you Jenny? We this normally run about stuff. forty million. So what did we do last year? Do you remember? I think you guys were right there about forty. I don't have the exact numbers with me, but um, a, they are so consecutive yeah. with their business. And this year, uh, they are really bringing it on. Nice. Chris and her daughter Jen are a pretty amazing team. Yes, I would have to definitely agree to that. So Thank forty you. million. Couldn't that's do it uh, without you know, Dan, Believe me. <laughs> that's so nice. Yeah, it's such. You know. You know what? You, you, the the one thing I will say about your office, and I would say it about your Belinda as well, is um, there's not really a major competition factor. Everybody really um, supports each other and eggs each other on, which is really nice to see. Um, I think that's a function of leadership, and Jenny is awesome with that. Um, she is great. She focuses, she focuses on each of the individuals and making us and addressing what it is that we need because all of us are different in this business. And I think when you just try to be the best that you can be, then um, you don't waste time. You just yeah. don't waste time being jealous. You just you focus your energy on doing things that are creative and productive and make you feel good in the long run. Amen. Yep, we love Thank you. <laughs> so real, the, um, real quick, the, um, I got to share a fun go fact about Chris and I. When I started my sales portion of my career, I started brand brand new with my license on the Chris McKean team. Wow. And you helped us shine. Ah, in 2000, I joined Chris and her team, and that is where I learned all my foundational skills, all the best lessons in the world. Ha! Huh. No, we just That's pick true. the most qualified, crazy, talented people, and they just go on and leave us. <laughs> <laughs> Good for you. Good for you. Well, Chris, I would definitely say amazing. you lead by example. So you lead by example. It's very obvious in everything that you do. We have fun. All right. So thanks, Jenny. Really appreciate that. Great story, too. Uh, I think you told me that one before, though. I love it. That's so awesome. Uh, so, Chris, okay, so now let's get to the meat and potatoes here. Um, you already gave them a couple of little things to think about. But let's think, how do you do $40 million? I mean, like, what? where does most of your business come from? Um, at this point, we do a lot in the form of referrals. But I have to say mm -hmm. that those don't just happen. Um, you have to make your business function in a manner that is constantly generating those referrals. So we're very systems oriented. We're very organized. Everything we do is to um, do the transaction well, but then follow up with the people, um, constantly be providing other services. In other words, we, we figure that we're a resource for our people, and we want them to know that. So I just I just handled a call from 
a gal who was having property line issues. Um, it's been over 12 years since I've sold her a house, but she's comfortable enough to pick up the phone and call me and know that I'm going to help her through the issue. Certainly that's not a paying or commission type of situation, but if we're really truly being of service to our clients, then they begin to think of us as a resource, like their doctor or their dentist or their attorney. That's what we should be. We should be their real right. estate consultant. That's so great. Yeah, so getting referrals starts with doing an incredible job for your buyers and sellers, right? Exactly. But, you know, be the best you can be. Be a resource. If you're if you're truly learning things as you're going, then understand that you're not just selling a house. You are helping a client through one of the biggest transactions that they ever do in in their lifetime. It's usually the mm. most money that they're handling in one single transaction. And sometimes you have to help them put that into perspective. Sometimes you have to say, look, it doesn't pay you to sell right now. Wait six months. Or it's time for you to call your um, your accountants and see how the the tax deductions work for you. Is it time to sell right now? Is it time to take those exclusions from capital gains? Do I understand exclusion from capital gains? Do I understand deferred taxes um, in a 1031 exchange? So when you get to the point where you're working with a client, and we have clients where we've done 10, 15 transactions, we start with, I want to buy a house, and then it's, I had a baby, I want a bigger house. I don't want the condo anymore, I want a house. And then it's two or three more babies, and they're teenagers, I want a really big house. So we get that. Then we get, I need a condo for my kid who's going to college. I need to sell mom's house, because now mom's going into retirement home. Um, I need an investment right now. And then we get that final phone call. Uh, get me out of this big house. But all, of those, <laughs> all of those have tax and personal ramifications. And if you can keep that in perspective, then you truly, truly are there for your client on a long-term right. basis. And and now, okay, this is going to be a shameless plug again. And now you're even getting calls where people go, you know, I'm a, I'm a baby boomer and I can sell my big house and move to Arizona or Nevada and buy yes. more house for less money and bank the rest and live on it. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So we're not allowed to give tax and financial advice. We don't do that. We're not accountants. Right. We're not attorneys. But if we have an underlying understanding of how things work, then we can cue our clients and say, hey, what you're proposing has tax ramifications. Time for you to give a call to your accountant. Maybe ask him a couple of these questions and then call right. me back so that when they make those moves, they've made good moves. They've made solid decisions based on a lot of really good information. Our job as agents is to give people specific, relevant, good information so that they can right. make the decisions. You're absolutely 100% correct. You can tell people who have been licensed because do you remember, I, I remember you know, going through the training, you're not an attorney, you're not a tax accountant, you know, you can't give in, but you can definitely hook them up with people so they can make good decisions. Plus what you just said too about talking with your sphere and your past clients about, 
I can't tell you how many people, especially like in the early 90s, after the first big crash that I was in, you know, telling people, hey, whoa, 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 why do you want to sell this? What if you kept it, rented it out, and bought the house you wanted if they could? And they'd be like, well, I never even thought of that, right? And you're thinking, why would you ever do that to yourself? You just eliminated the sale. Eliminated the sale, but I just got a client for life too. Plus, it's the right thing you know, if they've never thought about it, let them say no. They could say, oh, no, I could never have a tenant. I won't be able to sleep at night. Okay, perfect. But if you give them that option and they go, wow, and then you, I can tell you how many, I, you probably have done the same thing. You sell that house five, 10 years later, they're like, oh my God, thank you for recommending that. So that's our job. Like you just said, be educated. Absolutely. Right. So you can give them Absolutely. good stuff. To make it. Yeah. Love it. All right, awesome. All right, Chris, I've got to ask you this question because every it's my favorite question to ask, especially somebody seasoned as awesome as you is, okay, so let's pretend you could turn back the, you know, let's say you were starting today knowing what you already know or you're an agent who wants to take it to the next level. What are the three things, three most important things that you would tell them to focus on? Oh, interesting question. Okay, Thank so, <laughs> so if I was starting in the business today, what would you do? Is that what you're asking yeah. me? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, whether I'm starting or wanting to bring my business to the next level, yeah, but what would you, knowing what you know today, what would this be the three, th three foundational things that you would, you would want to focus on? I'm going to give you some answers you're not going to anticipate. So Good, perfect, I love things? it. Good. <laughs> One of the first things I would say is that coming into this business, understand what you personally want from the business. Um, what's it mean for you? Why, why are you earning this money? How is your lifestyle affected by the hours or the demands of the business? What do you want this business to be for you and your family? Um, because then you can structure it to fit within that framework. If you don't, then the business runs you and you just, the busier right. you get, the harder you run. When it gets slow, then you, you panic. We don't panic when it gets slow. We just dig in and, and we go back and start contacting people. But if you want it to be steady and you want it to be something that works for you in your life and you want to ultimately be happy with it and not overrun, overburdened, overwhelmed, then understand who you are and how it's going to work into the framework of your life. How much money do you want to make? How much time do you want to spend? What's it mean to your family? What are you willing to give up and what are you willing to do? So I think that's, that's a perspective that I certainly didn't have when I started in the business. I just ran as fast as I could. That, I love that. I'm going to, by the way, I'm going to make your three answers my Saturday email, just so you know. <laughs> I love oh, it. Oh, good. I love that first Okay. One. No okay. pressure. No pressure. So I think the second thing is we do, we're farmers, and we learned very early that listings are really the baseline of this business. If you're a listing agent, you will always get the buyers. If you're a buyer's agent, then you don't have the recognition in the community. You don't have the base. So when you have listings, you have you are acknowledged in the community. You're branded. You are well known. People see your signs. For every sign that you have up, it's it's worth a hundred extra contacts because 
it is a it is a very neutral passive way of continuing to market yourself so controlling your time in the business is better with listings controlling your um, production is better with listings so with that farm farming is amazing Love however it. however most people mm-hmm. just arbitrarily pick a farm and they just say right. oh that looks pretty over there i think i'll farm over there please don't do that please 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 mm-hmm. take some time understand all of the components of that specific area. What are the schools? Sometimes farming on this side of the road as versus the other side of the road is a completely different school district and will make the difference between how your inventory sells or doesn't sell. Understand mm-hmm. who else is working there. Undertake your area. Break it down for sales. If I'm going to have X amount of sales in the area and I get 25% of them, What's that going to net me at the end of the year? If I am going to net that out of the program, then what's it going to cost me to farm that? So understand your farm. Who are you Who are you going after? We actually made a big mistake when we first started because I picked an area that I lived in. That area is fraught with incredible complications lot lines, septic systems, surveys, easements, um, water issues, zoning issues. Don't do that unless you're ready to take on those extra kinds of of chores that go with getting the um, mm. property sold. Yeah, so I, just so you know, Chris, I tell, them, I, I tell them all the time, when you, just basic numbers, when you, when you, uh, when you're a listing agent, you know, it's like you get 150% of your time. When you're a selling agent, you only get 50%. Because in any one of our markets, every time, and this is, these are the super conservative number. Every time you take two listings, you automatically have three transactions minimum because one of them is going to buy from you once they sell. And sometimes it's more than that. So the simple math, plus you're in control. So it is a very, remember when we started? I don't know if you remember the saying, but it was list to last. <laughs> yes, and that's absolutely the truth, and it's the core it, of the business. It sure is. I love it. Woo! All right. Okay. Give us one so, more, please. Give us one. Come on, give us one more. <laughs> one more. Um, mm, I think that um, this is this business is um, grueling at some times. It's overwhelming sometimes. You we work very 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 hard. It's nowhere near as easy as. The outside world thinks it is, but um, there's no glass ceiling in this business. So if you ah. want to do a million dollars a year, you can do a million dollars a year. If you want to do two million, you can do two million. The beauty of the business is that you can make it whatever you want to make it, and you can you can alter that from year to year. Everybody knows I had cancer and was out for a while, mm-hmm. and um, my business. Um, keyed back, uh, but as soon as I was better, I was back, and right. there's no guilt that way. There's no worry that way. You know that you can control it. So as soon as I was back in, we were back up at the top, and that was um, that was great. I could control it. Jen and I could yeah. determine how much time we wanted to spend and what levels we wanted to take the business to. But I think one of the 
the big things that I always tell my clients and I will tell you guys as agents is keep your sense of humor. Have fun with this. Yeah. We're very, very, very lucky that we can control our time, that we can control our, our destiny with this, that we can maneuver it around weddings and kids and babies and children. We're very lucky. Have fun. Make friends. Be joyful in what you do. Yeah. I love it. And it's so obvious. And the other thing I learned about you today, Chris, is that you know your numbers. You know your numbers very well. I like that. That's a very important part of the equation, I think. Uh, and that's definitely a Mark Stark trait, too. Know your numbers, and it just makes your job that much. Like when you talk to the description about your farms, about, you know, your, uh, just dealing with the, with the tax issues and, and uh, you know, um, benefits of that. It's very important to know your numbers because, you know, even like when somebody walks into an open house, if they, if you exude, um, I'm knowledgeable, but I'm not cocky, but if you exude, I'm knowledgeable about my business and I can help you, they want to work with you. If they think they know more than you, they don't want to work with you. It's kind of simple that way, right? We, we have to provide value. You don't want to go yeah. to a doctor who doesn't know about medications. You don't want to go to an attorney <laughs> who doesn't know the law. Don't assume that you're just going out and filling out the blanks in a contract. If you're going to be a real estate agent, then be one. Be the best you can be. Be knowledgeable. Have fun with it. Understand it. Get below the surface. And then you're just going to, you're going to enjoy it because it will be yeah. easy. Be a student of all the stuff that you can soak up and then be excited. Like you said, it, it is a joy to be in a business where there is no glass ceiling where you get to decide what the, what the limit is. It's, all, it's totally up to you. And it's like you said, it's the effort versus time versus money versus effort equation that you're willing to put up with, right? Yeah, and that's flexible for us in this business. Yep. That's the beauty of the business. It can be flexible. Yep. Well, I just want to say we're exactly 30 minutes. Chris, Chris McKean, thank you. Extremely awesome. This was incredibly good, and you are absolutely right. Uh, those answers were totally different than I've heard before, so they were absolutely <laughs> fabulous. I will be making my Saturday email with your answers. <laughs> so be looking okay. for that, and I will tag you on social media. All right, so thank you. It's been incredibly fun, awesome. Guys. And thanks, Chris. You guys keep it rocking. We'll pick it up in a week. Thank you again, Chris. We'll talk with you soon. My pleasure. Thanks, Rick. Thank you. Have a great day.